Oh, so much to do. What's that song? All Star? The Shrek song? Nah, you're good. I was gonna sit there and wait there. And you got a firm and Chris there. What's up? What's up, everybody? Happy opening fucking day. It is a beautiful Thursday, March 30th, as the Yankees and Giants are about to kickstart the 2023 MLB season. Listening to the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. If you are watching on YouTube, drop a like and a comment down below, and do not hit forget to hit that subscribe button. And if you are a loyal Apple Podcast or Spotify listener, do us a big favor, give us those ratings. They really do help us go a long, long way. We have a goddamn banger for you today. Plenty of drama to get through. So many like side pieces. This is our favorite part about just rattling off these things. I still got to work on getting that fucking uh, ticker on here. Remember the PTI ticker? Be fire. And then we got, so we got a lot of drama we'll get through in in, in a little bit here. Final four, obviously opening day, some NBA stuff, plenty to cover. Let's get into it. Um, Okay, so number, number numero uno, I should say, is once again, happy opening day. Phillies fans, we're, we're outside Philadelphia, so everyone's excited for today's matchup. Obviously, it's not the home opener in Texas. Jacob DeGrom, Aaron Nola, super excited to get the uh, the reigning NL champs back in action, especially all those Phillies that had that uh, tremendous World Baseball Classic. Good for the Yankees, too. Um, and I have my future bet, obviously, Yankees to win the World Series. Took, <laughs> took uh, Orioles over and wins. I believe it was 83 and a half. Not mistaken. Took the Orioles over and wins. That's a good bet. Yeah. Um, and then just little stuff today is like home run bets. But talk to me about the um, what was the the home run strategy? Not the home run strategy, but we're just taking we're taking hell out. We're taking way more underdogs this year. You got to like. There's just gonna be like today, I don't know how many games are today opening day, but there's it's fifteen. I think there's at least four or five underdogs that are touching that plus two hundred mark, and plenty that are just almost right under that. Like you have to be exposing yourself to the value. And like what the home runs you were saying, I was just saying just fuck around more home run parlays. You have to like the one that's in kind of East Discord. It's like fifty cents to win sixty bucks. Like why are you not taking like two of those a day? Like and just saying fuck it. Like I, if I, one of these eventually, like you can't don't overexpose yourself. Don't be putting. 10 bucks, 5 bucks, even like even like 3 bucks on these every day if you know, if you don't have at least me, I don't have the home run knowledge. I have I didn't do this the last two seasons. So I'm going to start real slow, try to hit these like dollar to win like 80s and shit like that and see oh, what yeah. you can do. You know what I mean? You could probably cuz you could really flip some change. And if you if you're kind of like me and you kind of just take money lines and over unders like although you are making money long term. You're profiting. Like you probably are missing out on some of the nasty flips and the sweats that we all love. So right. expose myself. Well, and you get it's like um, you know, if you bet on all dogs and shit like that, you just need one to get back. You Not all mean? dogs, though. Right, no, know, but like, like in, I, in a sense, I, like I that. can't do that. But no, just but like more you know, dogs. You know what I'm when saying? you get like that, like you get one favorite or so. There's Volpe running out. Look at him I wearing Brett Gardner's th- number. I think I have three dogs and three favorites today, and a team That's total. Um, also, I do need to to say this for the people watching on YouTube. I know the combination of this light blue doesn't really go well with the Yankees jersey. It doesn't at all. But this is a spring training shirt, and I was there, and it's everybody in the Grapefruit League on the back of the shirt. So nobody get on my ass for that. It's Your girl it's, is probably. It's what? You said your girl is probably. <laughs> um, okay, so we don't want to touch too much on opening day. Um, just happy to have baseball back. I am Gosh. going next week, Yankees-Phillies. Cannot wait to be back up there again. Looks like a great atmosphere. Welcome back to baseball. It's it's it should I be a Yankee fucking Stadium. holiday. It really should be a holiday. I miss Yankee Stadium. Yeah, we're gonna be back up there. Seamus actually texted me today and he goes, uh, 
So Billy's before? I'm like, he gets it. He gets he it. He gets it. He gets it. <laughs> my honey was at Billy's. Damn straight. Oh, I my miss, God. I miss her, man. One of these times, bro, we're going to have to just do an unfiltered pod and tell some of those fucking stories. Bro. No, we can do that whenever, bro. We should do that for whenever. Give, give some people some. Then some people can have the drama on us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. So let's get into the drama here. It's going to be kind of rapid fire on all this random stuff going on. Um, let's start over with the NFL. Giants co-owner John Mara on Coach Brian Dable. This is tweeted from uh, around the NFL. His quote was, right now, he's Bono walking around New York City. But it doesn't take long to go from Bono to Bozo. First of all, that's just such a fucking <laughs> gig <laughs> for the coach of the year. I don't think it was it. I didn't think Like, bro. <laughs> Bro, I like I, I swear I swear guys. I don't think you're serious, bro. I swear guys, hey, he'll send me this shit just to piss me off because that shit got me. I hope he wasn't like, serious. I hope but hey, can you blame him? I mean, Joe Judge, great one year or cool one year. There was optimism from one year. I mean, we just saw what happened to Julius Randle. Great one year, yes. hella optimism. I mean, shit. We can't be we'll like, see. we can't be saying this instead of coast of the There's year. the like, most optimism with with Dable, but I, I don't think he was serious. I don't think he that was shit serious. I hope not. Though. I hope not. I mean, I, I mean, some people were actually pressed. Like I was looking in the comments and shit. There was Giants fans that were pressed. Like I don't know. I don't think he was serious. John Mayer also had plenty of other things. to say. I didn't hear that. I didn't. We should have got well. the sound button and played it. That'd probably have been good to hear the context if he was actually like a little chuckle in there or something. You know what I mean? Hopefully, maybe if there's a video of him saying it we can find that's that. crazy as fuck though what if david was just on the beach like wife's like you saw this shit well so did you hear drinking a beer thing? he's like what the fuck yeah yeah did you see that what he need crack a beer in a meeting or some shit at 11 32 a.m a tall boy course was like fucking like, awesome let's talk football motherfucker let's talk football motherfucker you have a lip in like i, I ask, hope so we're, like, we're finding out the good shit about david they have he's facetiming players too and like being yeah, this ain't good. Stuff. I don't like hearing this. The Giants could be high. Right. Oh, I don't what like hearing this. About? This is like oh, a good oh, culture. In a good way, in a good way, yeah. like a good culture and yeah, shit. Yeah, hell yeah. He's cracking beers at eleven thirty. They're FaceTime players. I don't want to play over there. And the he's fuck? like, he's like, um, you know, asking how like the summer's going. He's like, oh, you know, keep it up. Like, can't wait to see you. Um, you know, see you soon. And I'm like, that's just cool. You're just going around like giving the respect to that's players. That's a football coach. And and you know, that's that's something that I know. Like, I'm just a Joe Judge hater, but like, I was at the beginning. I liked him. Just like you know, you have to. Um. That's one thing that that motherfucker would never have done. Never. I bet your Sirianni probably does that same shit, bro. He loves uh, his guys. Yep. When Jason Kelsey resigned, you see him and how oh, yeah, he was bro. Double shots. Them Jones is big. Like, that's crazy. Jones and we love to see big. that. Uh, more news here from ESPN's uh, Giants reporter Jordan Rand. A new playing service has been installed at MetLife Stadium. The Giants and Jets will now play in a field turf core system. Listen to this. Which is the first multi-layer dual polymer monofilament fiber the heavyweight infill design is supposed to deliver a quote lower incidence of total injuries can we just clap it up for that we might not see some more uh, injuries at MetLife. acls being torn i'll tell you what the one advocate of this was odell beckham jr seeing Jesus sterling shepherd go down um and obviously odell had major problems with that field and now we're seeing that the Jets are targeting him. Well, this might have been that that moment where they said, "Hey, we can fix the field for you. Why don't you come over to the uh, to Thank the Jets God. and not the Giants?" Thank God. Man. Good stuff there. Um, more NFL stuff before we head to the NBA. Obviously, there's a lot of news there with uh, with Austin Reeves and what's going on there. But um, we want to get into the the Thursday night stuff here. A lot of players, including John Mara, were involved in uh, weighing in on their thoughts on 
the Thursday night games with Justin Reed saying that tweeting that multiple Thursday night games will be a te- will be terrible for player safety. If fans want to see a better product on Thursday nights, forcing beat up players to get suited up for a surprise Thursday night game with no time to really game plan for it is just not the way to do it. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I mean they voted they voted one of the rules and I believe it was that teams can play two Thursday night football games a year. Um, and they're trying to get that flex rule voted in, which I think is as crazy. Like, profits over players, we see it time and time again. I mean, guys were already getting – a lot of guys were already – I mean, first of all, these Thursday night football games suck. So what they're trying to do is with this new teams can play two Thursday night football games and the flex rule that they're trying to implement is they're trying to make all these Thursday night football games popping because obviously people have been talking about it for two years, three years, these Thursday night football games suck. Right. Problem is guys get hurt. It's a short week and – People, I mean, it, it can't be that hard to understand how hard a short week is. I played literally one short week in college. It was a Friday night. And usually play on Saturdays in college. So it was one day. And that shit was just so much different. And you, it's time, like, the soreness to wear off and shit. And, like, that was the first game of the season coming off of two-a-days. Like, just dealing with the short week. So these guys in season, coming off probably a grueling division game or something like that. OT game, God forbid. Then you got to go play on Thursday. And it might be, a, you know, away game. We got to travel. You got to do that shit twice, bro. Right. That shit is ass. Like, I can't see any player being on board with that shit. Yeah, no coach. Like, I don't know. I think you're probably going to see more injuries. And the fact they want to showcase these better teams. So, you mean you want to jeopardize guys like Hurts, Mahomes, Burrow, these guys twice a year? Like, what the fuck? On a short week? I, I, I don't, I'm not fucking with that personally. I, I hope they don't vote the flex rule. I think they, they, they did vote the rule that everyone has to play two Thursday, two Thursday night football games, or they can, something like that. I think it's they can play Tuesday night, uh, two Thursday games because they're not going to want the shitty teams to play twice. Let's keep it a buck. Um, sorry. You know what I mean? Houston. Well, just like, yeah, else. like but we had like. That flex rule, I hope it doesn't get voted through because they can just, if they can just pick and choose and switch a team from playing on a Sunday afternoon and make them play on a Thursday uh, night now out of nowhere in the middle of the season, like, without any pre-planning. First of all, we don't we still only have one bye week. There's not two bye weeks. Right. Like, I think that'd be bullshit, in my opinion. Yeah, and the I know, like, you know, late in the season we saw the flexing. Like, I remember the Giants got the flex to the Sunday night game mm-hmm. when there was, that was supposed to be, a, you know, a day game. Mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, that's still fine, but – you can flex those, but just be right. careful about the Thursday ones. Yeah, like I, I, I just think we are just opening ourselves up to see a lot more injuries and people just getting more wear and tear throughout the season. Like it's it's tough on the players, man. Okay, um, as I said, John Mara weighing in, and this is what I will uh, agree with here, just because the first thing he said I didn't like. John Mara said that his quote was at, that he's adamantly opposed to flexible scheduling of Thursday night football and calls it quote abusive to season ticket holders. And his quote again, at some point, can we please give some consideration to the people who are coming to these games? His vote didn't pass. That was from Pat Leonard on Twitter. Uh, I do agree with that as well. And that's basically everything that you just stated there as well. We obviously had some more players weighing in on this as well. the fucking season ticket holders. My fault, y'all. That is drawing. Yeah, 100%. 100%. JJ Watt also weighing in. This is the big part that I wanted to get into. Flexing games, this was his tweet, flexing games from Sunday to Thursday is a terrible idea for two main reasons. Number one, player safety. You can't make this decision and also preach that player safety is a priority. And number two, fans. People spending hard-earned money to see their team play. Who's paying to change their plans? Damn fucking straight. It's like two of the big things, the big moments there that made a lot of sense um, in in the outcome of what Thursday night football games will look like for this season. Uh, NFL season let's keep it with the NFL Lamar Jackson we saw the big news this week that I mean I guess 
was that really big news or yeah <laughs> what was the big news is lamar we, fucking jackson but we kind of he's walking out of our building what the fuck we kind of had big an idea news. of that though didn't we though? yeah but jesus i thought they, i whoo and even with him doing that right Oof. like like with with his contract now teams also had the right to still go after him yes so like and he was like it was rumored you know adam schefter was with uh, i believe he was with pardon my take from Barstool and was saying that like there's a possibility that he's going to Washington, mm-hmm. so that we had an idea that he was probably going. So that's why I was like, okay, like, no, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Just when the news broke, it's just like, damn, here it is. You know what I mean? Well, that's and his why tweets and shit. And yeah, he had his big tweet. Part of that big tweet was, you know, as of March second, he requested a trade from the Ravens. Which again, now we're towards the end of the month here, so we heard this earlier this week. Um, he obviously thanked Baltimore. Um, I'll continue to be a close. To my fans of Baltimore Flock Nation and the entire state of Maryland, you'll see me again. I mean, it's funny. He had part another part of that tweet. I don't know if you had it in there where he was talking about his PCL situation and about how he wasn't like he's not going to play on a on a hurt PCL. Right. Like that's not. I mean, it is selfish because he if you want to play for stats or to increase your value or something on a hurt leg, like you get hurt again, you're just fucking your whole team over and fucking everyone else over. But also like doesn't even like you could just fuck your whole career over like why would we like who if anyone's questioning him for playing on his piece or not playing on his pco i think that's fucking crazy um i mean in terms of the contract and shit and obviously the sean watson's deal did absolutely just fuck up the market and everything that's going on and kyler murray's in my opinion even though i'm a kyler murray guy but he i don't think he's worth that just to keep it a buck um or at least proven that so far but Got to keep the facts. The facts, Lamar has missed 12 games in two years. And any mobile quarterback that misses 12 games in two years, I mean, if, if Jalen Hurts did it, even if Daniel Jones did it in his contract situation, it, there would be people, there would be a lot of question marks. And the kind of money that he wants, I can understand why they're hesitant. But it's Lamar fucking Jackson. This guy just won an MVP unanimously. Like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I would have I would have a hard hard time just not trying to find a way to get this guy to bread, especially after we got rid of Greg Roman. I think a lot of the reasons why this offense got a little stale and it wasn't a lot of more uh, flashes was, as much as it was in his MVP season because people caught on to that offense. You know, I think if you look at the way Louisville was running, obviously it's college, but right. it was a way more spread out, spread offense. Lamar was also, you're also able to run the read options and shit off that because you're in the shotgun and Lamar can still do his thing. But it was way more spread out. He's throwing the ball way more. He threw 57 touchdowns in two years in college, so it's not like he can't do it. Like, I, I, I thought if they reworked the offense, maybe grab another decent receiver next to Rashad Bateman, they could have worked it out. But that is a lot of money to risk a guy who has missed 12 games in two years. But me personally, <laughs> <laughs> it's Lamar fucking Jackson. You I'm can, giving him that bag. Age different, bro. I'm not. I'm not. No qual. What do you want? You want two fifty guaranteed? Sure. Let's that's just what I was gonna book. say with the guaranteed shit. You can also or whatever know, guarantee. Whatever. You know what I mean, you we can, can work something out. Understand that though. You can understand why going back to the PCL and the injuries. You can understand why he wants that. You know, fully guaranteed. The way he plays. You know, you feel he, me? he wants to get. That's where the disconnect is. And and that's you know they don't want to give that that guarantee. So I can totally understand that. Where yeah. you know you should get the the guarantee for. You know, you see guys like Kyler Murray getting guarantees. You see Danny Sean Jones Watson. is getting his guarantees. You know, and this creates the question for, back to, you know, the point about Deshaun Watson, this creates the question for these these younger guys that are going to be signing their big deals as well. Joe Burrow and and Jalen Hurts. When you see a guy like Daniel Jones who's getting $40 million a year, well, what the fuck? I, if I'm Jalen Hurts, I have to be asking for more. So if I'm Jalen Hurts, if I'm the fucking Eagles... We have to prepare to give this man 50 a year. Uh, you never know, man. She's you know what been, I'm saying? Like, I mean, people want their bag, and I can't tell them they can't get it. 
Like, if Daniel Jones is getting 40, then Jalen Hurts can't get 40. Jalen Hurts has to get more than 40. Uh, That's just how these contracts are going. I, I, That's yeah, my personal opinion. I, I just, like... And I'm a Giants fan. I just... Yeah, I think that boy Lamar is a demon. You know, I'm high on Lamar. Oh, yeah. I personally think Lamar... Obviously, people are going to have a lot of problems with what I'm going to say right here because of the season that Jalen Hurts just had. But I don't think Lamar... And Jalen Hurts are too far apart. Either direction, whoever you want to choose, either or. Right. I don't think they're too far apart from each other, me personally. I think Lamar had his year where it was absolutely insane. I think Jalen just had his year that was absolutely insane. And we'll see how they both carry on. But I, I have no problem handing Lamar the Brinks truck and telling him, what do you want? Let's run our offense through you. Let's spread it out a little more. Let's give you some weapons. Let's, I mean, what What do you think the guy can't – what do you think he can't do with two decent receivers in a, in a good tight end, good running game? You think he can't – like, let's – I mean, if we're not, this guy can run a spread off. Like, you think you can't, you can't figure out a spread offense if you give him a contract and run it for the next five years? You think you can't figure it out and be okay? He, he threw for fifty-seven touchdowns in college. I know it was college, but it's not like the film's not there, even in the pros. Right. Well, even you know, running you saw, a damn triple option, you only get so many decent passing. Their passing offense was so bad. That was one of the biggest things about the Ravens this year. How bad their passing offense from their route tree to the designs to when they called certain plays. It was so bad. Like. You're not even getting good reps in through your whole career in the past game in the NFL anyway. Like, I don't know. So, I guess change, change will be good for Mar. I think they're going to regret letting go of eight, me personally. Well, you also saw the other players that, that weighed in on that too. Honey Badger is one of those guys on Twitter saying that this man got hurt twice inside the pocket. I've never seen yep. anyone tackle him with a heavy hit in space. Yep. His game is special and rare. I've never seen this guy take a hit when running and not get up immediately. Quote, or uh, parentheses there. He owns a mean stiff arm. When he hurt himself, it Facts. was inside the pocket. Facts. So just, you know, this is high praise from other players that are defensive backs are playing against him. DJ Reader, another one. People really don't understand how good eight is, man. No way they can be changing the same football games I'm watching. They can be watching the same football games no I'm watching. No way they can. It's right. impossible. No way. So just kind of cool to see there. Uh, RG3 as well. Every quarterback needs... Every quarterback needy team deciding not to pursue Lamar Jackson is wild, but every quarterback needing team deciding to not even reach out to talk to him before making that decision is flabbergasting. This goes back to your point. Eight is special, and he deserves that money. Uh, okay, over to the NBA. Uh, this is from Shams on Twitter about the Kings after clinching. Sacramento Kings have clinched his spot in the 2023 NBA playoffs, snapping the longest postseason drought 16 years of any U.S. major professional sports team. We'll give it up for the Kings. Okay. And I'll tell Sack you what. Count. I'll tell you what. Okay. Seeing this video on Twitter. That fucking crowd. Of that crowd. Jesus. Dude, that is Who wants loud. to go in there? Right that now, it's the Warriors. Loud. I mean, it if there's be, any though. team that could deal with that crowd, I would be saying it's the Dubs. But Jesus fucking Christ, dude, good for the Kings. Yeah. I mean, that, it, it, look, this goes. I mean, from, Sabonis was in trade hell not too long ago. No one wanted Sabonis. That's insane, bro. And now him and Fox are the duo that's leading them to the three. I mean, hey now, you be got, careful. You got you Keegan got Murray older. broke the rookie. Keegan Murray broke the rookie record in threes with 188 threes right now. Broke down from Mitch's record. That team's moving, man. You got Vet HB down there too, yes, doing sir. his thing, bro. Yes, sir. It's it's gonna be fun to watch watch them in the playoffs. It was kind of like the Knicks last year in MSG when they got back in and it was a, a loud atmosphere. Kevin Herter doing his thing, and and this goes back to the point, back to the trade. You know, nobody wanted a bonus. The Kings were the guys that took all those guys in. Mm -hmm. Herter from Atlanta mm -hmm. comes in, you get a bonus on the Pacers as well, and then now they're like this workhorse that actually has a chance to bring people down, especially. Being in that building, and like exactly. you said, if they if they draw the Warriors, bro, they draw the Warriors, or if they, I mean, 
people are saying the Lakers. I mean, it's not a bad matchup, matchup watch for the Warriors or the Lakers. The Lakers can sneak in there right now. I mean, then the play in, but I think they're a game behind the Warriors or a game and a half, so things can happen. But I don't like that. I would just that's not who I'm trying to play round one. We're at that point now. We have made our bed. We have to lay in it. So we do have to ask for the matches we could see. But god damn, that is just fucking tough. So it's either, yeah, we go play Sacktown or we play the play-in game and we go play who? Memphis? And I don't want to play seven games versus Memphis. Right, right. I just don't. Like, that series last year versus the Warriors was hell. Even with the jaw stuff and the injury and all that, that series was hell. I don't know, man. But going into Sacktown is going to be a difficult task. I, I do. They are inexperienced and all that stuff, but... I don't know, man. This I would hate to fun. go with that shit. That building sounded absolutely. It sounded like they, bro. I don't know. That, that building, that building sounded like they pump air in there and make those people sound louder or something. Yeah, shit, I know. Bro. I've never heard like, some shit like that, bro. That was some different shit, bro. Yeah, well, I, we that was that some that different shit. I can't wait to to be watching one of those games just to hear that crowd Facts. tell you that. Let's head to um, more NBA stuff with LeBron James and especially Austin Reeves and what he did um, with uh, with Patrick Beverly backing up hey, LeBron James. He got him back. He got him back to the too small right, right back at Pat Bev for what he did to LeBron. LeBron, after the game, said to some reporters um, about the too small gesture from AR that uh, his quote was that AR always got my back, always, even though he loved Kobe back in the day more than me. I forgive him. So that was That's pretty, why I fuck cool with stuff. the Lakers team, though. Like, although they're in, in that bad position. Okay. 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 Is that Judge? Is that Judge? Is that Judge? Oh, that's that's like one. That's like one. That's like one. Sorry, guys. So what you guys just that's like one live was an Aaron Judge home run. That's like one of the parlay. And that was like one of the parlay. Oh my God! Four hundred and twenty-two feet, one hundred and nine point three miles an hour off the bat, that's and the sad. Yankee Stadium is absolutely rocking. Yankees up one nothing in the bottom of the first. Sorry, that was actually crazy. You guys got you guys got to see that live. Uh, we are we are we are betting and watching the games at the same time while also doing a show. We're multitasking. <laughs> if you haven't put that uh, together, back to the regular scheduled programming. We do love this Lakers team yes. as well. Nah, you can tell. Like, I don't know if you really pay attention to them on Instagram, but their IG and like their comments are all commenting each other's pictures. They love each other. The addition of D'Lo was gigantic. Rui's been playing extremely well. AR 15s been the sixth man of the year of the second half. I think they probably will give it to quickly, in my opinion. But, I mean, Austin Reeves is just as deserving in the second half. He's been incredible. And obviously getting Braun back. AD, my fault, AD. First of all, best of his career rebounds, best of his career field goal percentage. I believe best of his career finishing around the rim, I believe. But, I mean, he's having an unbelievable year. I think in the second half of the, second half of the season, the Lakers are number one in defensive rating as well. And you know that's anchored by AD. I mean, everything's kind of going right for them right now. Getting Braun back. The, the, the team chemistry's there. I think they're about the happiest they've been in L.A. in a long time. It is. They, I, it would be nice for them to go into to Sacramento and try to take them down, but I just. Whew. Yeah, they're sitting. Lakers whew. sitting in the. I just hate kids. the. I, I obviously Lebron injury doesn't help. It's fucking Lebron James, but I just I feel so bad and I hate they put themselves in these positions year after year because if they are in a good position. If they are in that one, two, three seed, I mean they they are probably make a run. I just, whew, I just. But I'm they, not sure. I'm not sure about going into Sacktown. I don't hate. I hate to play in and go in and play Memphis. I hate both both scenarios for them. Well, they personally. they hold the eight seed right now, and they're half game back from the Timberwolves. Um, they have a chance where they they could go catch the Warriors at six. Yep, and, um, and play Sacktown, right? And even yeah, and even the Clippers. You know, that's it's really tight. You have the Pelicans and the Lakers tied at thirty eight and thirty eight, and then both of them are half game back from the Timberwolves who are then a game back from the Warriors, who are then a game back from the Clippers. So everything's going to be tight. Versus, you know, 
down the other side of the on, on the east in, in their you know seven through ten it's it's like two games you know you got two guys raptors and the and the hawks that are tied and then you know they're a game and a half out of the heat so um gonna be fun down the stretch are you are we still a fan of the play-ins yeah, they're cool. Because I know we had this debate. What was that like? I guess that was it's like, good entertainment. I'd hate if my team was down there, but it's great entertainment. Yeah, right, because that's, you know, you lose and you're fucking... You guys aren't too far away from being down there. Everybody fucking relax. <laughs> Everybody just fucking relax. Big win, big win against the Heat last night, I'll tell you that. Let's keep it with Austin Reeves, though. Um, And this is more offensive rating stats here that I'm hyped to hear your thoughts on. Tweet from Drew Hanlon, who was quoting uh, a tweet about Austin Reeves and offensive rating stats. He says, when Austin Reeves and JaVale McGee are statistically better offensive players than Kobe and Shaq, you know offensive rating is yet another flawed analytic. Can we stop making up formulas? And he's quoting a tweet that was uh, with this offensive rating stats that said, okay, so I was going through the Lakers career leaders in various metrics in the wake of the Pau Gasol news. And I stumbled across the fact that Austin Reeves is statistically the greatest offensive player in Lakers history. Now I'm going to read you the top four. Number one in offensive rating in Lakers history is Austin Reeves, followed by Magic Johnson at two, JaVale McGee at three, and Anthony Davis at four. I just, why are we, why do we care about this stat? <laughs> why? I don't. I wish I had the answer for why we care, but we care a lot because the last seven MVPs have been the league leader in PER. And my take, and it's funny because it's so annoying. About for the last, I think, three weeks it was, Joel Embiid overtook and was the favorite to win MVP. And just recently, um, in the game that Joel Embiid sat out, Nuggets versus Sixers, I think Joel, I mean, uh, Jokic became the favorite again because he was leading in PER again. Before that, Joel Embiid was leading in PER, so he was the favorite. You see where I'm getting at here. Why the fuck are we going off of this? Obviously, we can look up the last seven league leaders in PR. It might, it, it, okay. It could be factual, I guess, but I think you can make plenty of arguments for the last seven of guys who've came second and third or whatever based off of PR, whatever, especially seven years ago. It was seven years ago, 2016. That's when Harden wasn't winning fucking MVP and shit. Right. So we can definitely make an argument, I feel like. I just don't, I, I don't like it. I, I understand. There's more, there's more numbers and more shit we can go off of and this and that, and it's good for the teams, it's good info and all this. Yes, 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 and yes. But I think it's costing a lot of people awards, and it, it, it could be causing some people to get overpaid. I don't think Austin Reeves is going to get overpaid because of the analytics. I think he deserves the money he's going to get, me personally. But for some other people, it could be happening, and I don't know. I'm just not the biggest fan. Maybe because it's screwing my guy over. Maybe if Joel Embiid was winning MVPs because of because of uh, advanced stats, maybe I'd be a fan, but I just can't stand that shit, bro. Well, we're looking I at Reeves who could be – potentially looking at an $80 million contract. And, I mean... We've seen guys get $100 million that are worse than Austin Reeves, so... If we're, I'm all right with that. If we're looking at statistics like that, then... It Not would, even statistics like that. If we're just watching the game. I've seen guys get $100 million that are worse. I'm okay with that. He said, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Keeping it with the NBA, some more drama with Dylan Brooks, if he hasn't had enough with Draymond Green this season. Russell Westbrook... Started running That's his mouth last night, which was fucking hilarious. I love it. I, love it. I You're think, trash. You're trash. I think that's just, I, it's just kind of like setting the scene and adding the juice for this NBA playoffs. And a lot of these teams really don't. I mean, you got the Clippers, a lot of dogs out there, Russ out there, some shit talk, obviously, with him always. The, the, we know what the Memphis Grizzlies are. I mean, any series, I don't, any series of Sacramento, I, I assume with that crowd and how hype it's going to be, it's just going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. 
Um, it's gonna be a chippy West playoffs. I'm looking forward to that shit. I even like even with the Warriors with Draymond, we saw with last night with them and the Pelicans. Like the Pelicans always talk their shit, play rough ball. We got the. I mean, even round one, even the play in round one possibly could be Lakers and, and Timberwolves, and the Timberwolves don't play no bullshit either. I like how it could. I like how it could uh, go down with our just our chippiness in the West playoffs. And let's also not forget too, you have the Mavs. And the Jazz, who are a game and a game and a half out of that final mm. spot, too. I mean, this would be crazy to talk about if the Mavs were to miss the playoffs, not having Luka Doncic in the playoffs. Kyrie just had a quote that it's like a clusterfuck down there. Yeah. I mean, and we saw what Lucas said a couple couple weeks ago, was it last week, about how he's just not having a great time. Just fucking, I don't know, man. Yeah, he said, you know, like, I like to win. Like I, I agreed with it. We should just, we should just get more players that can rebound, and we should just fill these defensive holes. We obviously just bring it in Kyrie. Just although Kyrie's Kyrie, he he adds to the offense and obviously adds to the team. It it did make their deficiencies a lot more glaring. Might have, it might not have been the best thing for the locker room to say, but ah, I think Kyrie's good for the locker. Room. I think Kyrie's been fine down there. I think he's been great vibes on. I think he's been good for Luca too, especially for what he's going through right now. I just think giving up the pieces they gave up to get Kyrie. And their deficiencies were already in the, the deficiencies that they had were already in the players they gave up. So getting Kyrie is not fixing those. It's going to make it even more glaring. I think that's their problem. I think they can fix in the offseason, but this year it might be chalk. I just love seeing what the I media think. was doing with it. You know, yeah. trying to clown Luca for saying that, you know, hey, I like when we lose, I'm upset. When we yeah. win, I want to win because I'm happier when we win. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong in saying that? They're having a rough year. They're just in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. I don't think anyone would be happy. I think they'll be able to squeak in. I mean, the Thunder are, are literally a game ahead of them. So, if they can just get back Shy here. Is hooping, though. I know. I know. West playoffs is going to be crazy. Um, let's kick it over now. What the fuck was... Oh, yeah. I do want to touch on the Final Four for a little bit here. How about this, man? I mean, so... Obviously, we have FAU and SDSU. Really good to see both of those teams in the Final Four. I really did kind of wish it worked out where, like, UConn got to play one of them and then Miami got to play one of them so then we could see, like, UConn and Miami in the Final. Facts. That's just me. I know, like, there's people out there who would be like, oh, well, I want to I like this better. I like seeing one of those other teams in the Final Four. And, and, and the chip, in the chip, exactly. And then we basically are going to get a natty chip game out of UConn and Miami, which is going to be super exciting. Line opened up for UConn at minus 5.5. They're, the, they're the night game, by the way, at 849 on Saturday. Um, and we have SDSU as two-point favorites. And let's not forget, after FAU beat Kansas State, we have Coach come in the locker room and said, you guys were, a, you know, toughest opponent all year and obviously he wasn't just saying that just because they played him in the tournament like out of everybody they fucking played all year mm -hmm. and then he had said to them in the locker room you know just stick together enjoy this moment but stick together and nobody will beat you guys and like hearing that from another coach a team that you just knocked out out of kansas state talking to fau if i'm those players i'm fired the fuck up Thanks. he could have just said you know back to my locker room i'm gonna go calm my my guys down kind of console them when when they're down and upset not going to the final four I mean, that, that this game's going to be crazy, too. Everybody's been talking about the defense that San Diego State's been playing I've in this tournament. San Diego, I've pretty much taken San Diego State every single round. And yeah. I think this round, it changes. I'm taking FAU 100%. I think, I mean, San Diego State, I mean, the, the, the defense they've been playing has been absolutely incredible. But Bradley, their leading scorer, hasn't been having the best March Madness offensively-wise. And, they, I mean, they don't score a lot of points, period. But I think FAU can match up with them as far as defensive-wise. Perfectly fine. I think I've used great defensively. 
And I think they are more apt to score points on, a, on San Diego State than San Diego State is to score on FAU. I think FAU is the play here. I don't know how they're underdogs. I understand the seeding and all that shit, but I think that's a fucking mistake. I think FAU is going to the chip. And I think if it pans out the way I think it's going to pan out, I, we can get to the next game. My heart, my heart and my, not my heart, my brain says UConn. My brain says UConn is going to find a way to cover or just win this game, but something about that Miami and, and just the guard play and how they build their team. Like, it, I hate it. I did not like Miami at all. I think they've lost two games since February. Someone can fact check me on that, but I'm pretty sure they've lost two games since February, February 1st. Before that, they've lost to teams like Tech, Georgia Tech. I think they might have lost to like someone like Louisville. Like, I just did not like Miami before that. But what this just, I mean, obviously, shout out to Isaiah Wong. Shout yeah, it out was, for, bro. It was. They've lost two games Duke, February. It was Duke at the. End of the year, their very last game, and then Florida State beat them eighty five eighty four in tournament, and that was February twenty fifth. Like I, I, so hats off. I can't say I can't say anything to dispute what they're doing. Isaiah Wong's playing incredible basketball. I mean, they're getting guys back. They're healthy. I, I'm hard pressed to fade Miami. And every single round, I promise you, every single round, but the no, including the first round, every single round I faded Miami, and every single round I've been wrong. And my brain saying UConn, if I'm listening right now, I'm placing Miami plus five and a half, and just and taking the money line because I'm well, saying UConn. Speaking of being wrong, I need to go back on the things that I had said last week when we were discussing what our final four picture would look like with the elite eight that we that we saw, and I said, you know, high on Alabama, high on Houston. They're, those are the two teams that, in my opinion, was they were going to be the two teams in the Final Four. I'm like, out of every, out of the all, all the other games, you know, we had, you know, Texas was in there, Miami. We weren't even talking about them. Said so we can we can confidently say that out of these games, Alabama and Houston will be two that are you going. You confidently say. I was, yeah. Did I say we? Yeah. The fuck. And then, yeah, because you were on the yeah, you were the one that was crying me up because you said Alabama, you know, they're gonna lose. And then I remember my direct. You know, my direct quote was like, they're coming off back-to-back games of 20-point wins. And you're like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> so, and and I'm dead wrong. And it is crazy to not see any one seeds, not see a two seed, not see a three seed in the final four. We have a four, a five, a five, and a nine. Two teams that haven't even been in the final four ever. I don't know what, this is why we call it March, but. It's been a great March Madness. It's been a great March but Madness. But I do have to pose the question, what do you like better, March Madness or the NBA playoffs? God damn, that is a really good question. So the difference, because you'll get like, you'll get guys that are, you know, huge NBA fans and favor the NBA, or you get huge college guys that favor March Madness. It's really tough. Like, I feel like I have to say March Madness, to be honest. But it's really hard because like, I'm a Knicks fan. So like, you can understand why I would say March Madness. I haven't really been able to see the Knicks in the playoffs. But now, you know, last year got him in the playoffs. This year, most likely, will will be in the playoffs. So, like, I want to say, I want to say NBA playoffs. I think pre Knicks playoffs, I was March Madness just because it's so fun to watch those types of games. But then, you know, now I'm, I'm on NBA. But for you, like, you're fucking been watching the Sixers kill it. Post- I mean, it doesn't even have anything to do with the Sixers or not, bro. The Sixers had to make the playoffs for like 10 years of my right, life. Right, that's what I was going to say. Uh, I'm like- choosing NBA playoffs all day, every day. 
College basketball is pun intended, more, by the way. College basketball is way more watchable throughout the season, like regular season, to most people, even to me, to some extent. I was just say you're like, a big I college guy love, in the in the beginning. I like do just love season. NBA, but NBA playoffs, I think nothing touches. I don't think college basketball can touch NBA playoffs. Just the best players in the world, the best coaches in the world, going head to head hard for seven games, schemes. There's storylines, like storylines within the series, game within the game. Like I'll contest no. that, though, a little I bit. I don't think March Madness could even. I, it I'll contest me, that a little bit with how hard it. these guys are playing. In the Like, bro, I'm, I'm, watching, I'm watching fucking Tuesday. I'm watching the NIT, Wisconsin, and North Texas. Watching, like, those guys who, no disrespect, but, like, they're not getting a lot of attention on this game. It's the fucking exactly, not in tournament. not that and good. falling the fuck out. They're nice? No, they're nice. No, they're nice. They're nice. They're nice. They're nice. They're and they're nice. competitive-ass games. And North Texas ended up coming back and winning that game, which fucking was terrible because I had Wisconsin money line. Um, but, like, you can see how hard those guys are playing. I think the competitiveness, especially in these in March with, obviously, the NIT. We saw Hofstra beat Rutgers, for God's sakes. And then, you know, with March Madness as well, the competitiveness of that level is 100% there. Um, the competitiveness is there for sure, but we also saw Luca walk down the Suns in six games yeah. in the fucking Western Conference semifinals, talking know, shit, I, getting so chippy, talking shit on social media. It's not hard for me at all, bro. It's not. Like I feel. Give me I, watching KD. Give me watching KD and Book yeah. versus Luca and Kyrie in a seven yeah, game facts. series. Yeah, facts. You want to see that? Fucking time. I guess you're right there. I guess every you're right there. single NBA. fucking time. If you saw, no offense to FAU and San Diego State, but I would have one hundred percent watched fucking. Bucks and goddamn, I don't. I guess Bucks and South. Uh, yeah, I mean I, that's obvious. But I was gonna say like Bucks and Heat. I would watch that ten times out of ten more than than, than FAU and San Diego State. Sorry. It's just also it's not just take some um. Let's not take some credit away from how great this women's tournament has has been and how fun that's been to watch. Caitlin man, Clark is a problem. A lot of problems in college basketball though. I mean, women's college basketball. No, nah, women's college basketball is sick too. Got to got to tip our cap. And we saw too. I mean, I saw this tweet from front office. They had they had people. There was like been a, it was like a viral thread on Twitter about like who the goat college, women's college basketball player was. And I'm like, this is just dope for women's college basketball. Period. Like whoever the goat is, like fuck it, just getting people talking. I saw like a million people looked at it or something like that. Like, we had Miami just, beating fine. Nova. Yep. Miami went on a run this year. Yep. And South Carolina's just unstoppable. Yeah, they're probably gonna win the whole fucking thing. Yeah, fuck as it. I should, as I should. Been fun for that too. I saw this tweet on um front office sports saying like you know. The next two weeks of sports is going to be crazy because we have uh, we have opening day today, obviously, and then we have women's Final Four, women's championship, men's Final Four on Saturday, Natty Chip on Monday, and then Masters. M- next Sunday, fucking final round of the Masters. Let me read you this, by the way. Two years ago, in, the, in back-to-back years, not... It's not. It's related to the Masters, but these two tournaments didn't. Jordan Spieth in 2022 on Easter Sunday won some tournament. I don't. I forget what it was called. In 2021, on Easter Sunday, he won some tournament. 2023, on Easter Sunday, is the final round of the Masters. I'm a fucking huge narrative guy, so Jordan Smith will be my winner for the Masters. I'll be taking. I'll take him as well. I'm. I'm riding. You know, I'm riding my horse. We just came second. Me and Cam Young. That was almost an incredible cash. Yeah, can we talk about that? That was almost an incredible so cash. So I had I had Scotty Scheffler when he went down the first three holes. I got him live when he went down to Sam Burns in the first three holes. And then he wins five out of the next six holes. Goes up to a two-hole lead. Drops it late. Then we get to the fucking second playoff hole. Burns makes a mistake leading up to the green. Scotty Scheffler put, puts it closer than close. Then what happens? We have a 
basically, it's probably outside four feet. And Burns is now on his hands and his knees, or he's squatting with his head in his hands, because he thinks the world number one is not going to miss this putt. I just fucked up, and he's going to the chip, to the chip against maybe Rory, but it didn't end up being Rory. And what does he do? He fucking misses it. Right. And then the next playoff hole, Burns makes a goddamn missile of a putt to send him to the chip and won the whole fucking thing. Yeah, he got hot, and it was just unbelievable because Cam Young was up early, too, in that in that uh, chip. So, I mean, tip my cap. I mean, I, I got all I can ask out for a plus 3,100 uh, riding into a play. Oh, yeah, uh, and you called play. it, too. And yeah, I thought it was so, so I, funny, I, too. No, no, I wasn't even pissed. It was just cool, it was just cool when, when uh, Cam Young was up one early. I just kind of felt it in my body, like, damn, I might actually get this motherfucker. But yeah. I saw this tweet. It was, oh, like, a dude. bunch of, like, uh, crying emojis, and it was, like, NBC – Thinking that they're gonna get a Rory, Scotty final. That should have been. And fire. it changes from that. that. Been fire. I would have took Scotty. Well, and and I would have too. And the funny part too is like, you know, we were looking at possibly seeing Rory and and Scotty, and both of them didn't get into the final. So it's like if I'm them, really, we have to go play another eighteen and yeah. fucking fuck the consolation. Consolation, fuck like the they're they want to be done. No they showed the statistic of all of the walking that they did, and it was like all of them had played. Over 82 or more holes. This is before 18 was finished and including the playoff holes. But when at the time that they showed the graphic on the on the screen, they were maybe through 12 or 13 holes and of the first round of the day. And it showed they were all, all four of those guys were over 82 or more holes played and over 19 miles walked. So the question that the announcers were asking the sideline reporter, it's like, you know, what's the biggest thing as a former caddy? You know, what's the, what's the biggest thing you got to worry about with these players? It's like, Fatigue. Well, they're so locked in that, you know, sometimes they forget to, to eat a snack. They forget to get their water in. They forget to get their electrolytes in. So, like, that's the biggest thing for us. They got, like, they're so locked in and playing. They also got to be hydrated. They also had to make sure, you know, they're eating and, and, and they're something that has protein in it. So they're, they're able to keep going with all the walking that they're doing. And then they're like, well, you know, as a caddy, like, you know, what would you guys do? And he's like, not really much. Like, you know, it's all on us. I get, you know, we're trying to worry so much about the players. We just got to get our water in. Facts. I thought that was crazy too, because that's something that I don't know, like, you know, maybe like the average, you know, golf watcher wouldn't understand of the amount of holes, the amount of walking that that tournament is. And then on the, uh, on the final that round, fucking caddy is final <laughs> Sunday, bro. You got to do fucking 36 after you just did, you know, over 90 holes played. You got to do another 18. <laughs> Give me a break. So tip my cap, tip my cap, crazy stuff there. Um, especially, you know, we are leading into a, as we kind of wrap everything up today, um, leading to a great weekend. Obviously, baseball is back. The Final Four is here. Uh, can we do predictions here as we, for Final Four, who's going to the chip? Oh, I, I said FAU, UConn. FAU, UConn. Take, take, if you're listening, take Miami because I've been wrong every round. So, FAU, UConn, but take Miami. <laughs> I'm so serious. I'm going, I'm going UConn and I'm going, I'm going Take SDSU. Miami, bro. Don't, okay, bro. I'm, Trying to tell you, I've been wrong every single time I've taken the other team. So you can take UConn at your own discretion. Well, you know it's funny. I had Texas on fucking sun on Sunday. I said it. I everyone take everyone take UConn at your own discretion. That's all I'm saying. And I do have to give credit here for one last thing. So Eamon actually told me before the season when we were filling out the brackets and getting or before the March Madness, he was like, you know, who's who are your pickets? And I was like, you know, I got like Duke. Um, I had Arizona, sadly, Houston, Bama. I didn't have Bama. I think I maybe had UCLA. I'm not sure. And he was like, he, I was like, you know, who's your sleeper? Like, do you have a sleeper? And he was like, bro, UConn's winning the whole thing. 
I think I was it, did we talk about it on here? I would say I want to say we talked about it on here. Or I said it to someone. I was like, yeah, I think UConn's gonna win each other this year. I was like, before the season started, they were just nasty, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Big final four coming up. Masters next week. Can't wait for a Masters show next week. Maybe we'll get a call in. I'm hoping we can get a call in from some person that might be at Augusta. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, maybe not. No, I'm not. All right. Well, someone's gonna be in Augusta that we know. So I've tried to get him as a call in. We'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see. Big Masters show coming up next week and opening day, of course. Enjoy your weekend. If you haven't been listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us those ratings. They do help us a long way. And if you did watch this podcast on YouTube, you know what to do. Drop a like and a comment below. And do not forget to hit that subscribe button. If you are not already following us on our social media accounts, you need to do so. Our Twitter, at Podcast, Our Instagram, at Pod, And our TikTok, which is simply the name of the show. You've been listening to the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. My name is All Day. My name is Alex Jacobs. This is the third time I fucked this up. My name is Alex Jacobs. You can call me All Day AJ. I'm trying to focus on this Yankees game. Give me a break. We'll see you guys in a bit.